What's going on? Peter uh, Michaels. Another day in the neighborhood with Patrick Bateman. Yes, that is I uh, and you is you. What you, uh, you had something. You had like a little bug or Fuck. something. I don't know what was going on. You knew people that were sick too. I guess some, something's going on. There's a couple others that COVID. I've, yeah, there's a couple other things that I've heard of as well. Yeah. Yeah. It knocked me out. It's not STDs. Nope. Well, I didn't test for that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I was, I slept a lot. I've, I'm still sleeping a lot. And you tested negative the whole way through it. Well, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Hmm. It was, uh, not fun. We ended up missing some shit. I know. I missed Rural Alberta Advantage with Housewife. I heard Housewife was fucking awesome, too. Amazing. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Really Fuck. good. And I didn't realize one of their song titles. Yeah, exactly. So Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I was, they had, I, anyway, somebody was talking to me at the time, and then I heard them say Patrick Bateman. I'm like, are they talking to Yeah, and he's not even here. He's, he's not sick. Even here. Sick as a dog. I was he so bummed. He gets a name drop, and he's not even here. And uh, then I missed yeah, White Horse as well. Yeah. You missed some which good, I heard was really good. Some doozies. I did catch. Um, I think it's Freud. Uh, Ellen Froys. Yeah. I think that's how you Ellen say Freud's, it. Ellen Froys. Yep. And uh, Deep Dark Woods the other night at Bose, and that was really cool. Really cool. So. Yeah, I'm uh, a little bummed I had to miss that one, but uh, you can't whatever. catch you can't... them all, as uh, Ash Ketchum said. <laughs> you want to try though? <laughs> I think maybe. No, he said gotta catch them all, didn't he? Gotta he didn't, catch. He didn't. Maybe gotta Professor Oak said you can't catch them all. But you can. Because you're fucking 12 years old. You can. Uh, um, yeah, what's going on? Uh, we've got uh, a very fun guest today. Um, mm -hmm. So I was working pop radio when she first hit the oh, scene 20 years ago. And I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, she looks a lot better 20 years later than I certainly do. Oh, yeah? We're comparing? Sure, why not? Um, yeah, it's weird because uh, the name of this artist has come up in random casual conversations with me many times over the years and that's because when i was a, a youngster um there was a time i don't know if they do it anymore because i don't watch family channel um but uh, they used to end an hour or every half hour sometimes with a music video hmm. and uh, fifi dobson had a video or two in rotation on on family channel and that's that's how, that was my first introduction to her i think before even like seeing some of her stuff on much music so at about 12 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, her first record came out in 03. Coming so. up on a 20-year celebration. Which is wild. That. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but not not the greatest experience in the music industry. She's had a rough go of it behind the scenes, for sure. Which, yes. Yes, I'm hoping we can get a little bit. You know, I, like... I'm sure we will. Um, but we're also talking to Fifi Dobson after, I think, like eight eight years of no activity, really. Just like the odd single release here and there, which I'm not sure might have been previous singles. Those just... are all old things that like, yeah, it's a weird situation where. Um, and I think there's been at least two albums that were going to be canned. and then weren't. There's some label disputes, management, direction, directional disagreements. So there could be some good uh, information, educational yeah. information out of all of this. Which I'm, I, I hope that we can talk about because we don't often chat with guests that are... Um, manufactured right um i think in a lot of cases the bands that are the artists that are do a pretty good job of hiding it yeah but um and we've we've met and experienced and we know a bit more about the industry than the average average person i think but um i think fifi dobson is a pretty amazing example of someone who they were attempting to guide in certain directions and 
and threw up a couple middle fingers a few times. Got a hold of it at early age where they probably thought they could manipulate and borderline racist, racist behavior yeah. as well, which is very sad. But anyways, we have our guest in the lobby and we are also joined by Sawback Brewing Company. Hello. Hello. Go Services, Inc. Yes. Bose Bar and Stage. Broadcasting here in the beautiful, amazing Communal Creative I'm Studios. Comfy new stools, as a matter of fact. This is going to be a real chill interview, I think, because I'm just, I'm feeling. New stools. Yeah, we new got stools. I got interesting footrests. I mean, it's uh, it's not bad. We got the, the old FD. Fire department. Fire department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Hello. Look at this. How are you guys? Good. How are, How you? are you? Uh Fifi Dobson, I'm Patrick Bateman. This is Peter Michaels. How's it going? Howdy. Good, good. I'm just trying to set my ears. They should be working. I don't know why they're not. What what aren't you connecting to? My pods. Oh, your pods. Okay. All right. But if you guys can hear me, that's fine. Yeah, we can I mean, as long as you can hear <laughs> I was us. I was just gonna too, say, do we need to shout? Important. What what can we do? No, it's perfect. All I right. can hear you guys. You can hear me. It's fine. Okay, so we were debating uh, while you were away doing that of which city we are going to find you in today. So where in the world is Fifi Dobson? <laughs> I'm in um, Toronto. In Toronto, okay. okay. I lost. Are you? Are, have you been staying in Toronto a lot lately? I've been here for the last month because of uh, shows and events, uh, like legacy awards and, and different things I've been doing out here. So yeah, I've been out here for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about the Legacy Awards if you can. Can you break down exactly what that uh, that night was, what it represented? Because it looked pretty unique as far as this country's recognition events go. Uh, I was celebrating Black excellence in Canada. And, um, you know, uh, Stefan James and Shamir Anderson uh, put this together, uh, who I love dearly. And it's just, it was about time. We needed this. Yeah, absolutely. And and you got to perform too, right? I did. Yeah, I performed with Melanie Fiona and Sage and Julie Black. Yeah. Which yeah, is... we closed. The show. And that oh, was at the cool. that was at the new history venue? Yeah. How was that? Amazing. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, where where is that is that where the docks used to be or is it right down on the lake? Uh, it is by the water. I mean, I don't even know where I was. Uh, it's like East area. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was a it was a fun night. It looked like a huge huge event. Oh, it was an amazing night. It was really um, powerful to be in a room um, with everyone and just like it's just good vibes and energy and just celebrating each other and support. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. I'm glad, excited that you got to take part in that. It seems like a pretty important evening. Yeah, me too. I was really happy to be a part of it. Any uh, potential future collaborations that come out of a, a big night like that where everybody's together and you get talking and say, hey, we should. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually, well, it's basically done, but a collab with Savannah Ray, who also performed at the Legacy Awards and who I'm just a big fan of. So we're kind of combining our genres per se and making a song together well it's already done <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's a very exciting I and mean, you're also at that was it history that drake had that north what was it the the all canadian north stars evening something like that uh yeah i was in nashville oh you weren't that. actually there for that yeah oh, okay I okay reunion. yeah 
Interesting, interesting. But still lots to do in Toronto because you've been playing shows as Fifi Dobson, just solo, like uh, with, with a, what appears to be a pretty sick band as well, right? Yeah, I've been doing, uh, well, I did a bunch of Pride shows and then I did my own show in Toronto at right. what, what was once called the Mod Club and now it's Club Access. Uh, and then I did a show in Montreal. And yeah, I have an awesome band. Um, I try to do all females at this point. Uh, we didn't have a female drummer for my Toronto show or my Montreal show. His name is Isaiah Gibbons. He's, an, he's a great drummer. He plays for like Tyler Shaw and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I love having, if I can have an all girl band. Yeah, our uh, our one of our producers here in Red Deer, Ryan Cooley, plays in a band called One Bad Son, and uh, I believe Tara McLeod actually uh, uh, has played some shows with them as well. I love Tara. She's so crazy good. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, have you gotten well, to see her perform yet? I have not yet. I oh, was okay. hoping to with that One Bad Son show, but just to like to think of the nice horse from Nice Horse to Kitty to playing for you, like she can do it all. It seems. Oh, she's amazing. Like I would say, like out of between her and Orianthi are like my two favorite female guitar players. They're just killer. And you've worked with Orianthi before. Yeah, she did the guitar solo for uh, Can't Breathe. Right, right, right. Which was how long ago now? Uh, that came out in 2010, but it was it was really cool. I mean, Bob Bezrin, who, you know, produced The Wall and um, Alice Cooper and a bunch of other um, amazing legacy artists uh so having him in the studio was amazing and then bringing her on board was just like another like, was like icing on the cake yeah it's pretty wild to see some of the quality i was, I was telling peter michaels about it just before you hopped on but your name i was born in 1991 so your name was on my radar as a very young young uh, preteen essentially uh, I think maybe my first experience was probably seeing a music video of yours on like actually family channel growing up in, oh, wow. in Ontario back in the early 2000s. And your name has, has constantly come up in casual conversations with friends over the years because, you know, you were on at some point on all of our similar age groups, MP3 players or iPods at some point or another. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just coincidentally, you, you kind of start really reappearing in the last year um how is this return if you want to call it that felt over the last year well for me i feel like that's like my thing you know like i disappear for a while and then i'm like <laughs> back to the dead like you know like in a movie like the hand coming through the dirt like you know it's like that's just what i do i don't do it purpose like on purpose but it just happens that way um yeah, it feels, it feels always cool because whenever I do come back with music, I feel like I'm in a different place in my life and I've like lived a little bit more and want to talk about some new shit and it it works out that way. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last 19 or almost 20 years, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's going on. The first album's going on 20 years, I think, so... Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. Any plans to acknowledge with a 20th anniversary of some type? or? Yeah, I mean, I would love to do a vinyl. I've never oh, yeah. done a vinyl in my whole career, you know, and it would be cool to put that album on vinyl and maybe do, I don't know, like a couple specialty shows with it and maybe some stuff that comes with the package, you know. But, uh, yeah, a vinyl would be sick. Yeah, it's still, I had it on. So I was working in uh, in radio at that time. So I was at Big 105 in Red Deer. 
So I remember playing when you first came out in 2003. And it had been a while since I'd gone back and listened to that debut album, but I listened to it again yesterday. And man, those songs still slap. Like if I hadn't heard them ever before and put that record on for the first time yesterday, I would have been like, yes. Yeah. Like Bye Bye Boyfriend, like that, it's a kick-ass <laughs> tune. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, it's interesting too, like musically, when like for Tara or for like other members of my band, like the songs seem real simple, like when you listen to them and you'll, I mean, if you ever interview her, like, you know, certain people, they'll be like, yeah, that shit's intricate. Like, it's really like, it's difficult and she slays it, but it has a lot of, we really wanted it to be musically um, just on another level. Uh, so, we made it harder for ourselves than we needed to, I think. <laughs> back, way back in, in, in the early to mid 2000s, you mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. right. At, so at that age, you were, were you 18 when the album actually dropped or just a bit older? I was 18 and I was writing it when I was about 16. Right. So writing it. And what, what exactly were you writing at that young, young of an age? Well, I, I was boy crazy. So I was writing about, that and (laughs) and also i i grew up in a really messed up environment so i was writing about trying to break out of that Mm -hmm. and just like you know the songs are pretty self-explanatory like unforgiven's about my father not being around as a young uh teen and or as a child and then you have revolution songs about breaking through chains of my family and then uh kiss me fool was about um you know, who do I, who should I be to make you love me? And just like begging for this, like acceptance as a young uh, kid. Mm-hmm. So it, it all kind of touched on all those um, aspects. And and you, you have no problem looking back on, on the, the content that you wrote all those years ago. No, I haven't done a deep dive in a minute, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know if I do, it'll be with a couple glasses of wine and I'll be like, I'll emo and in my feelings. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a, a good night actually. Could <laughs> yeah, go either way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's a ton of relationship songs. I'm curious, what's the difference between writing, you know, kind of relationship love songs in your late teens, early twenties, to now twenty years later? Uh, how, how has the story changed a little bit of how you would write a love song? They're just a little more intense. Um, you know, when you're young, you feel like everything is intense. Mm-hmm. but then you really realize it ain't that bad in a relationship and like you will find somebody else and maybe he wasn't that great uh but now it's like you get older and you're like well damn another one like it, it just hits harder it's just like sucks it really sucks <laughs> <laughs> new inspirations yeah. old inspiration but in a new in from a, a different new perspective yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, that was. I mean, I I can't believe like just like doing doing some research. It, it brought me back to uh, growing up in Scarborough, as well. Okay. Um, with the thought that, and everyone knew, and there were all sorts of weird stories, but Sum Forty One is a huge band, and they live fifteen twenty minutes down the road. And I remember. Oh, wow. I mean, they, they at the time they were they were I think it was Ajax or Pickering, uh, maybe Ajax was like kind of their their home like Ajax base. Ajax was the yeah. and people had all sorts of stories like just on the on the playground like oh yeah they live on this big property and they do dirt biking and stuff like that and there are these 
you know, it, we were in grade six or seven, maybe even five when, when these rumors were going about. But I always remember being so connected to that band just because they seemingly or, or apparently lived so close and mm-hmm. it felt like they were part of the community. Did you experience that as well? Because I know you, you're a bit older than me, but was that at all influential in your own um, songwriting progress was like knowing that these this huge, massive band was born right down the road from where you were? Uh, I, I loved Sum 41 for sure. I think I was wearing ties around my waist, like <laughs> like actual ties around my waist as a belt because of them, you know, when I first started, like, this is so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it always, it always is crazy when you start to meet people you look up to or you start to see them around, um, when, especially when you're young. It's definitely influential and like nelly was a big one yeah because we we're in the same management so like nelly would be around and be like oh my gosh it's nelly Furtado. yeah now when i see her i'm like hey nelly like, it's like, <laughs> so it is cool i'm still in awe of her but you know it's just it it's, it is definitely inspiring when you start to feel um the energy of these artists around you and people you look up to or that inspire you you know, I loved the camaraderie of it. There was you had posted a bunch of pictures of you with Shania and Avril. Which what what event was that at? Uh, the first one was at Gaga, and then we went to Shania Twain's um, performance at um, uh, something Boots. Boots and uh, Hearts. Yes. Yeah. Boots okay. And I just I love the posters or the pictures that you posted were amazing, and then you know. Shania's on there saying, oh, I love you. It was so great to see you. And Avril's there. It's so great to see you. I like just to see that camaraderie is, uh, is pretty special. Yeah. It's amazing that like we can come together and like, you know, all being Canadian too is, yeah. is pretty awesome, you know, and we've been all doing it for quite some time. So it's nice to see each other and like, you know, hug each other's necks and stuff like that. It's cool. So there's one picture of you, Avril and Drake together and somebody had captioned, uh, you know, new Canadian all-star band. What do we call them? So uh, if, if that was, if that was going to be a legit band, what would you call yourselves? Uh, I, you know what? That's probably a really good caption for, for your uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Just like let people go. Uh, Name like, this band. Yeah. Name yeah. this band. Uh, I w- I can't come up one- with one right now. I need I need some tequila to think of. And what would Drake do in the band? I think that's maybe an even more important yeah. question because I have no idea. I don't know what the extent of his actual instrumental knowledge is. I want to find out. <laughs> Does he play a lot of acoustic guitar? <laughs> That'd be amazing, though. It'd be amazing. Drake is a, <laughs> a secret campfire crooner. <laughs> Yes, three-piece band right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. So, okay. So we, Peter, and, uh, Pete, and I were talking about it, but like you've you've had, um, it's been almost twenty years in the industry. It's not always been pleasant, right? Um, there are, is a ton of uh, you've spoken about it a lot, whether it was management, label disputes, disagreements on direction. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, based on what what I've read, like straight up just suppressing your identity to a a large degree for what seems like years right yeah for sure um Uh, go ahead yeah like (laughs) here it comes (laughs) i guess i guess i don't necessarily want to dwell on the past but going back to the legacy awards a night all about honoring and recognizing um black art and culture in canada 
like do you do you ever think about what a night like that would have meant to you in 2003 when the concept of being black yourself wasn't wasn't necessary like it it wasn't uh, a part of the deal does that make sense yeah no i think it would have definitely um helped me a lot i think for sure I mean, I believe everything happens for a reason for me personally. And so I had to go through what I had to go through. I was fortunate to have, honestly, amazing management. Okay. Behind okay. My, my manager, Chris Smith, uh, he was the first black man in my life that um, was there and, and never and never let me down, you know? So, I, again, not having my father. So I was supported. Um from that side and he fought the good fight uh against any naysayers of you know why are you putting your time into this this is never going to work so you know and then that's kind of trickled through because danny reiner who works now um he's kind of branched off into his own now he's managing me so it's like we're, we're all still the same family it's still mm-hmm. under the umbrella and it's just um i'm fortunate that way i've had amazing management i will tell you and i I think a really good manager which i have learned over the years doesn't just manage your career but manages your heart and that is very important as an artist yeah i don't uh, i think that's a really good point that isn't often talked about where manage like uh, the the heart the emotional aspect is Mm -hmm. the main reason why a lot of artists get into putting out content in the first place it's not necessarily to be part of the machine or play the numbers game so right. yeah that's, right. an important, that's an important point for sure uh over the course of the pandemic um you were also involved in well, like so many uh, amazing you know playing the pride festivals and, and everything this uh summer uh you did the artist can that you and tyler shaw put together during the pandemic um yes. w- what is it that drives you to want to give back and and help build that community well i had been a part of waving flag many years ago uh, came on uh, his song and it, it was such an amazing experience when we were all put together in one room and that was also with Bob Ezrin and Togs and uh, we were a part of this amazing thing and Drake was a part of it and Bieber and um, Tom Cochran and so many others you know I felt like when we were in the middle of the pandemic we needed something like that and I remember watching Wave and Flag again and being like where is this? Like, why don't we have this right now? Why, why haven't, why hasn't someone done this? So it just, I feel like manifestation is like such a huge thing in my life. It's been um, a continuous thing in my life. And then I got a call from Danny and he was just like, we want to put it together this thing. And, and it's very like, it was, it was so brand new. It was just an idea and Tyler. And, and so we were like, let's, let's do it. Like what's stopping us? We have relationships and, so we called Dan Cantor, who's Bieber's, um, was Bieber's MD, was also my first guitar player ever. And then, you know, we got John Levine, who's Canadian, who's produced for Celine Dion and so many people. So we just were like, let's do this. And then we just started calling, calling. That was it. And you didn't get many no's. Yeah, it's a weird thing to say no to. Yeah, yeah like. exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, it's like, uh, yeah, it'd be weird. I would remember that forever. 
And is this something that can continue on again? Like what happens with uh, like, because proceeds from the sales of the single uh, went yes. toward COVID-19. So is, uh, that's Red all, Cross. and Red Cross. So is that, that's all still in place? And Yes, yes. Anytime it's streamed, it goes uh, to Canadian Red Cross. Very cool. You've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> You've been very busy. And not, not only busy, like, I guess uh, one of the main questions I have for you tonight, Fifi, is, is you know, you put out Fucking In Love in February. That was your first commercial release in, in like, eight years, I think, right? But, yeah. But not a new song. Quite an old right. song. Right. Which it seems like you, you, you may have amassed a collection of content that uh, some of it never saw the light of day or, or you put out independently over the years. Um, I have so much music. <laughs> so much music. Do you have new music? Like, do you have music that, like, have you been writing in since the pandemic? Yeah, in the middle of it, it was kind of when we started the album. And uh, I was doing a ton of Zoom sessions. Uh, and so the new single is coming out October 21st. And that actually was written in the middle of the pandemic. So okay. Fucking In Love was like the only song that was an old one that we were going to release right. at the moment. So. Right. Okay, so new single this month, and then new yeah. album. Which has that been announced? Uh, I don't think. So. I mean, <laughs> I was told today that by an, someone else that was interviewing me that it was supposed to come, it was supposed to come out like February ish. So I'm okay. like, okay, okay, really cool. What are what can we expect from from an all new album from Fifi Dobson? And is there any chance last minute you're like, nope, forget it, this isn't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I won't do that this time, I promise. Okay, good. Um yeah, I mean I'd probably say because I was going through a really crazy transition period during the whole pandemic COVID. And I was my husband and I were potentially going through a divorce. And so I was in a place where I was on my own in the middle of this crazy time. And so it kind of expresses that and like just, you know reevaluating and kind of like finding yourself in in your heart of mm -hmm. course i talk about my heart <laughs> and so yeah it's it's definitely probably an emotional record but still very a lot of strength uh the core and like as far as the sound goes what kind of what kind of record are we getting I mean, genre for us. I know genre, so funny. Uh, like pop rock, you know. It's okay. like it's it's my it's my roots, you know. Yeah. I would say that out of all for out of this album is probably the closest to all my albums combined. You know, like it has a bit of Sunday love in there. It has the first album. I mean, like it's just I'm trying to combine all my kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to say identities because that, then people are like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, just like all the elements of myself into one. Very cool. And then, so with, with this, uh, I guess it's a couple of years old now, but this amazing resurgence of pop punk, uh -huh. um, did that inspire you at all in the creative process? Knowing that like, Oh yeah, Holy shit. Like people are putting out new pop punk songs every goddamn week. Travis Barker is on three new songs this week and next week and the week after. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it just made me feel like, hell yeah. I mean, it went through a weird time and yeah. it was like, where did it sit? And no one could figure it out of where, you know, on radio it was like, 
it was like not around, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like about time. Like we need it. We need to be able to sing the top of our lungs and like, just like spit shit out and, and like be melodic about it. And like, cause we've been through a lot in the last few years. So I feel like it's very important to have music that kind of reflects that. Very cool. Where did you, where did you uh, record this record? Are you, do you do most of the work down in Nashville? Nashville and Toronto. Okay. In LA. I mean, it's, you know, it's those three places. Is that those, those are your three homes at the moment? Yeah. I mean, Nashville, I have a place in Nashville. I, I'm currently in a condo here in Toronto. I'm kind of like off and on renting um, for the month and a bit. And then LA is always a, a beautiful mess for me. So I'm always, you, you go and then you need to leave. You have to go and then you have to leave kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Nashville is a bucket list city for me. I've never been to give me, what are the, what are the highlights? What do you love the most about it? You've been there for a long time now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's grown so much, but um, it's a party city. I mean, get ready, drink a lot of water (laughs) before you get there uh it's just fun you know the food is amazing i would i it's so good um i would say though that some of my favorite spots are like printer's alley and different cool spots okay well let's get into the food a little bit what are your what are your summer like that's one of the top reasons i want to go there is is the food of course yeah um virago is amazing it's like um it has sushi um Came Prime, that's more of a steakhouse. Oh, but my favorite place to go like 100% is Jeff Ruby's. We go there all the time. I know I shouldn't be telling everybody all this because they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of cool spots that I love. Yeah, Nashville. It re- and you've been there for what, 10 years? Like how long, how long has it been? Since like 2003, back and forth. Oh, oh wow. shit! Why did you? Why was Nashville uh, a place to pick back in two thousand and three? You were Nashville before Nashville was cool. Oh shoot! No, my bad. Two thousand thirteen. Oh, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> still though. Well, even still, yeah, it's like when you said two thousand three, I was like, yeah, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that's when I was like seventeen. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, uh, two thousand thirteen, and I went there because I was living in LA, and I was just, I, I needed. A space from Los Angeles yeah. and Los Angeles needs space for me. So I, we just got a truck and we just, we just moved. We yeah. just decided. And Nashville, Nashville's where it was. That's, that's very, very cool. So how many shows do you get to go and check out when, when you, anywhere you happen to be, I, you know, the reason I bring it up is I was listening to a, a like a baseball broadcast last night and one of the players was actually in the broadcast booth watching the game from there. And he's like, I haven't had this vantage point of a baseball game in decades because he's always playing it so and i'm like yeah "Yeah, like you do like as an artist how often can you go out and just enjoy a show just fan it well in nashville it's a blast because like people just really really love music i mean here too but uh the last show i saw in nashville was motley Crue and def leppard joan jett um that was crazy so good and then here uh gaga Right, right, right. Which was what, like a month, two months ago, something like that. Yeah. And can yeah. you can you just rock out at those shows, like not look at how they're doing lights or how this is done, or can you just rock out? I can for like, like the Motley Crue stuff. You know, you're just like, yeah, you just like you're you're just having a blast. But yeah. like definitely the popular stuff. Like, uh, I'm 
always am very curious. Um, and from someone like Gaga, who is such an amazing performer, just seeing how she works certain things and lighting and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen Lady Gaga before, but based on what I have seen, I can only assume that her shows are some of the more technically advanced across yeah. almost any other concert going right now. You're trying to say Motley Crue isn't technical? I mean, they, 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 they... <laughs> uh, no, they I get it. Crazy. Their set design actually was banging. Like, I was so surprised by Motley Crue's uh, set design, but I was kind of bummed that the drums kit you know didn't like fly and well that's the like especially because they went out on that final tour and tommy yeah. had that little roller coaster which was great in the arenas but imagine in the stadiums he could have done a roller coaster gone all the way around the thing <laughs> yeah that would have been awesome so you got to see the roller coaster when you traveled all the way to los angeles california to see the final motley crew show the roller coaster actually broke oh. that night at the very last show that got edited out of their dvd but Tom, <laughs> I think they might have seen it. That it, it got stuck up at the top, and Tommy actually had to climb down it. Oh, you, and you got to see that. that and we got to see that, yeah. Wow. That's epic. They should have kept that in. They should have kept that in. It was great. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, so, okay, so new records coming out, and we're told a matter of months. That's very exciting. What else are you looking forward to, either for the rest of 22 or even further into 2023? Performing, yeah. connecting, reconnecting, and just like, honestly, live shows. I, I love to perform more than anything. You know, the, the, the writing aspect is always great because you get things out of you and then you sing them and then you're like, that's kind of stressful because you want to make sure it comes out right. Mm -hmm. But then live, you're like, balls to the wall. Like, you just get to like release everything. And that's, that's probably my fave. So, and are you plan on performing lots next year or what? Oh yeah, for yeah? sure. Do you have, do sure. you have dates lined up already? Um, I think we're like talking about it currently. Because okay. most of this year was one-off stuff, right? Like the Pride yeah. festivals and and just kind yeah, of one-offs yeah. here and there. It was one-offs also because like it was a new single. Yeah. And you, you know, it was like back on you know, back on the radar kind of vibes, and so you know, once we have another single out, and kind of progress to that live show touring vibe so i'd say about 95 percent of the guests we've had on the road the stage and we started this podcast in april 21 give or take um almost every single one of our guests had a release or a tour severely impacted by the pandemic um which then caused delays or you know mostly delays delays yeah. and disappointment but from where I'm sitting, it sounds like the instead of instead of severely impacting your plans, it actually just in, it like influenced you to to get going again. Is that right? Yeah, in a way, but it's also just like that's it's kind of like where I feel like comfortable, and I love being on stage. So it's like whatever I got to do to figure out how to do that and connect that way. Yeah. But I do know that's still an issue. You know, Seth Gold just canceled her her dates and it is difficult you know everyone once covid kind of lifted or or that whole process um everyone was booking you know booking booking so there's like less space and it's hard to get in there you know and venues and whatnot and also it's just like ticket sales and different things of like you know what do you want to spend money on and 
and how do we make it fair? And, and that's, that's important. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. We noticed that and we talked about it before shows even started again. And I think we've noticed it quite a bit, though, is that uh, the ticket sales is a huge thing where like and aside from how people's wallets are feeling these days, mm -hmm. there are like triple, quadruple the number of shows in any month compared to it's two, insane. three years ago. Right. And it's great that so many artists and bands are eager to hit the road again because that's how they make their their money. Right. And, and get their career. Well, we even have out. a stretch here at the, I think it's at the end of November in Red Deer where it's back to back to back nights. We have the Sheepdogs, then the Headstones, then Matt Good, three nights in a row. Yeah. Wow. And Same not venue? everyone. Yeah. Same venue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But not everyone can make it to but, all three shows, right? So yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, patience is, is pretty important these days if you can afford it, I think. For sure. For sure. Where are you guys? Like, where are y'all? We're in Red Deer. Red Deer, Alberta. Oh, Red Deer. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You've been here a few times. Yeah. But I was like, man, Sheep Dogs. I would love to see Sheep Dogs live. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a sick show, too, because we, uh, we we have shows that uh, it's called Bose, which I don't believe I don't think you've, you've been played to Bose. before. But uh, what's the cap there? About 400. 400. So, yeah, it's going to be. It's gonna be a really nice when we have when we have cool shows there. We have some cool fucking shows. It's a good nice time. sweaty club. Very oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someday Fifi Dobson will be on stage at Bose. We'll we'll have to see what happens if, <laughs> if you find yourself in Red Deer for this upcoming Red cycle. Uh, yeah. Because I think I've it's been a, a few years. I think I saw that you had a show at the International Beer House. So I think that was 2014 or something. You remember that? Hmm. Yeah. No, I was trying to think of that. 14, 2014. I think it was 2014. Does that make sense? That add up to you, Fifi? I am Maybe. so bad. I, my memory is like, meh. it's like, I, I don't know. Well, and Red Deer and Los Angeles are pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would be really hard to tell the two apart. So, yeah, I'm like, where, what, what, what city do you want to leave faster? LA or Red Deer? That's the question. <laughs> um, okay. So let's tie it back in. We had a guest on the podcast. Uh, two or three months ago, Dens McFarland from the OBGMs. Okay. And he had just uh, filmed, uh, I think a few months prior, the, the Onyx experience with, with you and Sate, right? Yes. Another example of um, an attempt to platform black excellence and culture in, in Canada specifically and, and, and directly tied to right now. Um, what was the Onyx experience, Onyx experience like for, from your end? It looked fun. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, uh, again, a time where we could celebrate each other. Mm -hmm. And um, whenever that's possible, we should. And, and I think it's always possible, but it's it's it was uh, a way for for myself to to perform and to kind of I think I did like three songs mm -hmm. um, from different times periods like take me away and a couple other ones and uh yeah just to kind of show um show where i've been and show what i stand for and i just thought it was really beautifully done as well and the art behind us was you know everybody on there um just did a beautiful job yeah and and three acts that have made uh, significant impact in my opinion anyways i know the the, the that state record from last year is pretty pretty cool the obgms are fairly new in their impact but uh yeah is it, I thought is, those are cool is it important for you or maybe you didn't have a role model that looked exactly like you growing up to to be that person 
Do you carry that at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I started, I really didn't know what I was doing or I was just kind of being myself and, and, and whatever that meant. It meant, I guess, when I was young, you know, like I wore Dickies and Converse and that's just what felt right with me for me and my leather jacket. And, and I just always kind of continued that. Um, but it always is so amazing and beautiful when someone comes up to me and, and does say that I help them feel comfortable in a space. Um, that means a lot to me, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty incredible. I was doing, I searched you up on Reddit and there are a number of like very passionate, um, fan theories on your career over the years that I thought I found incredible because as someone who you know your name again has come up casually in conversations with friends who grew up around the same time listening to the same things but to see the passion that some of these anonymous strangers on the internet have about your career and and how much your music and your content impacted them uh, in their own growth uh, that's got to feel pretty amazing not everyone can say that they have that yeah it's 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 unbelievable you know you don't you don't really you can't imagine until it happens and then you're like wow yeah those must be nice conversations do you know how to react <laughs> to them appropriately are you are you comfortable in those situations i mean i'm still kind of like i mean i'm just like you know i'm i'm still navigating my own life until, <laughs> you know i just try to I try to um, listen and listening is very important to me, hearing other stories and and just trying to let other people know like that they're not alone, mm -hmm. you know, and that's very important. Very cool, very cool. Love it. Well, we look forward to October 21st for a new single and a new album. What's the Hopefully single the called? New Recharge my heart. Oh, oh. back to the heart. <laughs> yes, always the heart. Heart on my sleeve. And when, sorry, when did you record this song? These songs? Uh, this was written um, 2020, 2019, 2020. Okay. Um, but it was recorded like a month ago. <laughs> okay, okay. So they're, it's yeah. fresh. It's fresh and yeah, you're, loving, fresh. you're feeling good about it. I am. I'm feeling very good about it. Are you more excited about this than anything else that you've put out in your in your career so far? I mean, I, I mean, I'm excited all the time. Like, <laughs> like, Fair I'm enough. Like Fifi excited Dobson over here. Like, <laughs> not everyone could be Fifi Dobson, I guess, is the the moral of the story. <laughs> Aw, well, it's Halloween. It's almost Halloween, so yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Get a red plaid shirt and <laughs> go for you it. Go. There you go. Uh, anything from you, Pete? No, thank you very much for taking the time. Pleasure to chat with you after all these years. No problem. Yeah, no enjoy, problem. enjoy your, are you yeah. getting out of Canada before the cold comes or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's the plan? Yeah. That, I Toronto even, does Toronto even really get that cold? Come yes. On. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Come spend a winter in Red Deer. Especially compared to Nashville, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Red Deer is colder, though. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. And for a lot longer, but uh, oh. you let us worry about that. How do you feel about minus 40? I don't really understand Celsius. <laughs> Fair well, enough. it's... You've been, you've been gone a long time. <laughs> it's freaking cold. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you so much for making the time, Fifi. It was a pleasure meeting you, and you have a fantastic evening. 
Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great evening. You too. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Peace. Oh, I'm hot. Very toasty. It's toasty, and I had to wear my jacket because I came from work. I'm wearing just That's a polo. That's your work attire? Yeah, just wearing a polo. Fifi Dobson! I had to, sorry. I had a little, I'm going to have to wipe these down, I think. Oh, are you, are you ear, sweating? You're sweat. Good God. You're <laughs> sweating. Get yourself thing, together, man. I'm so sorry. Um, you've never seen Fifi Dobson. I've before, never right? seen Fifi, and I was surprised to hear you say the International Beer House. Yes. I don't I've, remember. 2014, I believe. And again, I was. I so I was working at a station called Big 105 in 2003 mm -hmm. when, you know, all those songs were huge. Yeah. I don't remember her coming through at that time, but I could be mistaken. Maybe I'm also very wrong. Maybe. Never. Oh, I've been wrong a few times on this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, that was, that was a great chat. A wonderful person and a great, like, just uh, attitude and mm -hmm. with everything that she's been through and the here and then gone and then back and then not. Yeah, I don't think uh, many artists, and I think it speaks to her talent and the longevity of her songs. I don't think every artist can take off. Well, honestly, years if you think how how many artists go away for even six months nowadays, well, and they're I, just forgotten about. Yeah, and I think um, I'm, I really hope we get to talk to July Talk because the one thing that I've wanted to ask July Talk for the last two years is what happened with your pandemic record because they put out an album yep. in I think July of 2020. We're not able to tour on it. They yeah. did some outdoor shows, but just very, very local. Uh, weren't able to tour on it. I don't know how it would have done on charts, given that we were in a pandemic. I don't know how the charts were affected by that. But that record is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't know many people who spend time with it. It does not have the same clout that, say, like Touch does. And it's every bit as good, if not better i honestly yeah i thought it was they're different albums yeah, but yeah i thought it was fantastic and i've listened to a lot they just put out three new songs they did this show you saw what happened yesterday at the horseshoe so did you see um i, th I think it got spread around a little bit but they wrote a note mm -hmm. like a, a note for somebody to get out of class to, yeah, yeah to be at that show yeah, yeah. did you see that yeah it was my cousin no way yeah it's my cousin of mine that lives in ontario that they wrote the note for her so she actually she hasn't sent me the videos yet uh, and I don't know if they had phones in there or not, but she was at the show last night and she was going to send me some video. That's incredible. So July Talk, uh, we're doing a show. We're playing our new album. Yeah. I think the full album. Which is, who's done that? No one's heard it. There isn't even a fucking single out. Yeah. Um, you can't buy tickets online. You have to buy them at the door. So people lined up at, what, 6.30 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, something like which that. Which is why she needed the note to get out of school for the day. Right. To go to the horseshoe, which, I mean, that alone would have been an incredible experience. And I guess what I want to ask them is... You put out a record in 2020 that, from my perspective, was largely unrecognized by people that I expected it to be recognized by. And uh, two and a half years later, you're going to put out another record. This time you'll be able to do all the promotional magic mm -hmm. you, you want to. But with Fifi, uh, are you guys following some sort of structure? <laughs> some sort of business-led structure? Or are you just doing it? Because I, I, that's where I'm kind of leaning towards. Yeah, and it's working. And good. Like, good. Yeah. No, like, you, you, I don't know. It's an interesting business. I would have liked to have actually, I should have asked her about the first, like, going in with a song called Fucking in Love mm -hmm. and figuring out how to, how, to, how, to, how to ship that to radio. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Maybe uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It? it doesn't matter. Anyways, that was uh, a very uh, illuminating chat. Um, very happy to hear that Fifi Dobson's putting out some more music because when you start doing the research, as I'm sure you and, and I experienced similarly, like, she's, she's pretty important 
uh, creative artist in, in go this back country. and listen to that debut oh, yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like amazing. honestly, it's and it's those three like it's bye bye boyfriend take me away mm -hmm. and I think everything are like back to back to back on that album and it's just oh it's killer. Yeah, and that song about her dad, Unforgiven, is mm -hmm. will get you as well. So definitely go back and listen to that album or else. Very cool. Or else Pete's going to show up and beat the shit out of you. I'm just going to play it really loud outside of your house for days on end. All right. Well, we got more shows to look forward to. I, I realized I got a big wedding that I'm emceeing this weekend. So my mind's and I've been sick. So my mind's kind of been all over the place. But uh, do we have shows next week? Mm, this week has been so busy. Yeah, I know. I've been focused on this week as well. Uh, uh, Mariel Buckley. Oh, fuck. That's next week. Is, I think that's got to be pretty close. Holy I don't know shit. what day it is today, but. Anyways, it's crazy, crazy times over here. That one's coming up. Uh, yeah, it's busy, busy, busy. All right. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out, Pete. Always, always nice to have you on the show. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I was glad to answer your um, on behalf of July Talk. Do me a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Better yet, if you already subscribe, uh, send the link of the Communal Creative Studios YouTube channel to someone you know because we are so close to 500 subs. It's stupid. So right there, and not, like hit like on comment on those oh, things too because like, that helps with comments. Shit. Don't you? Do you remember when people would just comment first? Right. What happened to that? Come on. Let's see some firsts on the uh, video episodes of The Road the Stage on the Communal Creative Studios YouTube channel. How about that? Big thanks to Sawback Brewing Company and Go Services, Inc., Bo's Bar and Stage. And yeah. uh, producer Riley. We'll leave. Well, so one yeah, man... we'll thank Ryan, too, I guess. Riley's just a one-man show there today. Look, and he's still, he's, he's on his mensch. phone doing things. He's, he's working cameras. He's working audio stuff. Amazing. Beautiful man. Crazy. Uh, and he'll probably be here next week again to do it with us on Wednesday. 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 The Road the Stage is produced by Ryan Cooley and Riley Sir Yin at the Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta. In partnership with Go Services Inc., Sawback Brewing Co., Tourism Red Deer, and Bose Bar and Stage.